Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett coming to you from my air-conditioned XC60 because it's a billion fucking degrees. Oh, my God. It's like 41 with the humid X or whatever it is. Anyway, they say don't take yourself or your children outside or you will just light on fire. And they're not wrong. We did take the boy out today. Oh, happy Father's Day, everybody. If you're listening to this on Monday, which you probably are, you know, if you keep up to date on the podcast. But uh, today's Sunday, as I'm recording it, it is Father's Day, and that includes me these days. The last two Father's Days have had Mark Bennett as a participant, and um, I enjoy it. Still feels a little weird, you know? When you're like, hey, Father's Day is coming up. And I'm like, ah, yeah, all right. I'll say, I'll wish my father happy Father's Day. Don't worry. And they're like, no, for you, man. I'm like, all right. Because I own one of those things. Anyway, we took the little fella to soccer today at 9 a.m., which is good. Seemed like a real bad idea at first to have his soccer games at 9 a.m. And, uh, but, you know, when you take a 22-month-old child outside in the blistering heat it's best if it's in the morning where it's not so bad he did not want to play today uh we got two decent sessions out of him this is our third soccer session and the little fella he just didn't want any part of it today now part of it i think was the coach now here's the weird thing all right when we first signed up for soccer we had this dude matthew and Matthew looked like he was hungover, and he didn't want to be there. And uh, I think those two things were true. So he would just be barking at the kids, like, all right, kids, line up. You know, it's like fucking Don Cherry. He's like, all right, line up beyond the white line. Okay, we're going to run over here. We're going to kick the ball, and then we're going to celebrate or what, whatever. Who, who gives a shit? You just, you're not even two years old. You're not processing any of this. Okay. Like he would do these drills where his helper person would like uh, run around in a circle and he would just blow the whistle randomly and be like, all right, he's going to run around now. And when he reaches the color block, he's going to who gives a shit like he just but and he was also barking at the kids like, you know, just all right. Like there seemed to be no joy in his voice. You know what I was thinking to myself? You know, maybe you should be, you know, you're like, hey, whoa, hey, kids, how are you? Let's go. We're going to play soccer. You know, something like that, right? That's what I expected. Instead, I get this, like, you know, 20-year-old guy who was out on a bender who's pissed off that his girlfriend Maria won't shut up. You know, like, he's just, and he had this helper guy, um, this tall dude who was all the way I expected the soccer coaches to be. He was a big goofy, like, hey, I kicked the ball, hooray! And then he'd, like, pretend to fall down and shit like that. And so um, he was the coach today, the, the assistant guy. And I was thinking, oh, good, we got the tall, goofy guy, and we don't have old hungover Matthew coaching today. The kids are going to love it. And it was the exact fucking opposite. They didn't listen. None of them wanted to be there. They were all just bailing. They wanted to go to the park, the playground, which they can see from the soccer field, which is probably a mistake in terms of location. Hey, we're going to have this awesome playground. 
with seesaws and swings and a big Sharon Lois and Bram elephant with a pile of xylophones. You know, don't forget the slides. Hey, no, kids, let's do some soccer drills. They don't want any part of it. But uh, today, worse than ever. Like, they just, they weren't listening to the goofy guy. And uh, then I was talking to some parents afterwards, and they were saying their kids really missed Matthew. And so did Sam, our kid. Like, they, he, he, would, he had talked about the coach, Matt. He would say, Coach Matt sticker, because Coach Matt gave him a sticker. You know, now the goofy guy gave everybody a sticker today, too, but nobody gave a shit. It's, and I was trying to figure it out because I even said to one of the parents, when I first heard this Matt guy, I thought he was being kind of harsh for a guy surrounded by toddlers. You know, put a fucking smile on your face, you know? Have a little pep in your step, Matt. But the thing is, I, I also thought, well, he, he's a coach. Maybe he's been doing this well. Maybe he knows what he's doing. And I think he does. Like, as a coach, you got to demand a certain level of, of attention and authority. You know, you got to be up there. All right, guys, we're going to get this drill going. You know, and he and he did that. And what my wife, she said, was that what she thinks that the kids really responded to was that he was genuine. Like, he genuinely didn't want to be there. And he, he was genuinely hungover. But he was real. You know, like, he's he really knows how to play soccer. He, he sets up the drills. All right, kids. And so the first week... He was definitely a big curmudgeon. Second week, he was a little bit more lighthearted. Perhaps he'd been going, he went less hard on the booze, old Matthew, uh, on the second week. And my boy did something funny. Because, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, guys. The, ki- the kid's hilarious. And so he did something that made Coach Matthew laugh. And then Coach Matthew gave him a high five. And Sam's face lit up in a way that could only light up when you know you've earned something. You know what I mean? He got that coach's respect. Like, the coach comes over, you make that guy laugh, you make Matthew laugh, and you get a high five from Matthew. There's no, there's no fucking around there. That is, that is a deserved high five. He's not just handing those things out like candy. You know? And so, when I was talking to the other parents, they were saying, you know, similar things. That, that the, the kids, they were just... They, they pay attention to Coach Matthew. And although at first they weren't sure about him, the kids are talking about him all week long. You know? I tell you guys, you, re, you reserve your judgments. All right? that's, that's, that's something I've learned. As, as now that I'm a wise old father, one of the things I've learned is uh, you keep your trap shut. Because while I thought those things about Coach Matthew, I didn't... I didn't let my opinions known to the other parents. You know, I even said to my wife, I even, I even gave uh, a caveat. I said, you know, I don't really like the way this guy is speaking to the kids, but he's the coach. Who knows? Maybe this is how you should run a soccer practice for 20-month-old kids. I don't know. I've never run one, you know? And that, that actually ended up being... Uh, the right thing to do. Just wait it out. Because clearly, Coach Matthew, he, 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 he fucking kicks ass, man. It's the funniest thing. That's the, things change when you have kids, uh, your perspective, a lot. Like, for instance, we are surrounded 
We're, we live in downtown Toronto. Very busy city. For those of you who don't know about Toronto, if you live in, you know, Siberia or Kazakhstan, and you've never visited Toronto, it's a very busy city. All right? And uh, we are surrounded by, of course, a huge amount of construction noise and other noise. We have an alleyway right next to our apartment building. And garbage trucks and recycling trucks go through that alleyway seemingly 500 times a day. I don't know how much fucking garbage and recycling these buildings next door have to throw out, but there's literally at least five garbage trucks going through, and then they, they're, they're the ones that pick up those big giant metal garbage trucks, and they, like, toss them over their head, and then the lid, clank, 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 goes off, and fuck, oh, my, the noise. Jesus Christ, the noise. Like, I was actually considering moving. We have, we have white noise machines and shit like that because they do it at, like, 6 a.m. And um, now that the kid is born, that is a that sound is a sound of joy. He hears the clanking of the garbage trucks. And he's like, ah, garbage trucks, garbage trucks. And he out, out. He wants to go, want to go. And we have to, I have to pick him up and bring him out onto the, the deck. And he watches in the alleyway the garbage trucks. And he's fucking tickled about it. You know? You know, like, and then we walk down the street and the whole street is under construction because they're building all these goddamn condos. Fueling the housing bubble, that's what I'm thinking. I'm sitting around going, ah, the noise pollution, the actual pollution. You know, the fact that the air is constantly clogged with dust. Fucking, you lay something down, you know, in my apartment with the windows open, there'll be like a film of dust on it just because of all the construction in the area. You know, I'm pissed off about the whole thing. And the boy is sitting in the stroller going, ah, ah, excavator. He's learned that word recently. Excavator, dump truck. Backhoe, he says. Backhoe. He's got a weird pronunciation. It's kind of like, I guess, because he's learning French. Uh, like he calls a helicopter a helicopter. And I'm like, yeah, even in English, helicopter. But the point is, here, and then, and then like, you see the construction workers, and you, instead of seeing these gruff, like, bad mood dudes, you know, just looking like they hate their lives. They see the boy laughing and pointing, and then they smile and wave, and it's like you're in a fucking after-school special all of a sudden. Walking down the street, you know, the sounds of the construction site are exciting, and the, the men are waving, and everyone's happy to be there. I guess that's one of the reasons, you know, it's nice having kids. You just, because up until now, I was just getting angrier. As life was progressing. Just getting more and more fed up with shit. More and more fed up with people. You know, because everything's about you. And then you have a little kid. And, uh, you know, things, things shift. The idea of a garbage truck now. Even when I see a garbage truck. And he, Sam is not with me. I'm like, hey, garbage truck. I just feel like pointing it out. And it is, it, it's fascinating when you look at the, the technology in the garbage truck with that little grabber, picking that shit up, dumping it in. I mean, you know, you never even, you don't think twice about it, about the marvel of modern society, but the boy, he's fascinated. 
you know? But here's the thing. I think that it's a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, Sad. a mountain peak. You know, you when you're young, you start learning stuff, and then you, you slowly get older, and you become, you know, wiser and more patient, and, you know, little things don't bother you so much as if, if you're maturing properly, I think. And then you hit that apex of that mountain, and then you start getting old and cranky, you know, Maybe when your kids grow up and they're, they're, they've moved out of the house, I, I don't know, and you start going down, down the mountain, screaming about immigrants, shit like that. That seems to be my experience with the people. Like, here we are at the soccer game, and the young parents are having a great time because they're watching their children discover the world, and everybody is having a good time, and then there's this set of uh, fucking grandparents who showed up with Connor. And uh, this old lady, the first thing I hear out of her mouth, because we're there early. We like to get there early. Sam likes to be first, because if he's first and other people show up, he's kind of like, it's my soccer game, and I'm allowing you to play. So uh, welcome. Welcome to my jurisdiction. But if he shows up late and all the other kids are there, he's like, I don't want to enter that fray. So we're there early, and this old lady is showing up. And then Connor, of course, he sees the playground, and he says, I want to go. I want to go to the playground. And she was like, oh, you know why this is? She says to her shitty husband. She was like, because his father, and that's the tone she used, she was because his father let him play in the park last time, and now he doesn't think he has to play soccer. And the guy was like, rum, rum, rum. he mumbled something in agreement to that old fucking piece of shit lady. And uh, and I'm like, first of all, even if it wasn't Father's Day, you're a dick. But A, it is Father's Day. And the dude wasn't there. The The father, uh, perhaps he was getting a break. Maybe, maybe that was his Father's Day gift from his wife. She was like, you don't have to hang out with my fucking parents. So... Happy Father's Day. So the the game continues. Uh, I I am not around this old lady. I got no time for her. Just upon hearing that one sentence, I know what she's all about. But me and Sam happen to be passing her, and she's sitting, she's talking to some lady who was unfortunate enough to be standing next to her. And I swear to Christ, I hear, well, his father let him go to the park last time. So, obviously, that's why he doesn't want to play now. And the woman's like, okay, sure. Every fucking kid there wanted to go to the park. They, they don't understand the concept of doing drills for soccer. But we, as parents, we're trying to, you know, guide them into some kind of structured playtime. And then, of course, we all, we let, you don't be a dick. You don't be like, there, you did your soccer drills. No, we go home and we do push-ups and then we read books. Like, you know, we, the soccer game is over and you, you go, you go at the park after that. So you tell the child, you know, you, you'll have to wait. We'll go on the swings. We'll go on all the things very soon, but we gotta, we gotta play the soccer game. And unfortunately, Coach Matthew is not here to keep us in line. So we've got to do it ourselves 
And just like this fucking guy, I swear to God, next week, if if I if Connor's dead, because we met him two weeks ago and he's a nice guy. If he's there next week with the kid and without the grandparents, I'm gonna just try to strike up a casual conversation. I'll be like, hey, so I uh the grandparents were here last week, huh? That was that's kind of nice. You know, I'll just see. Just gauge his reaction, you know? See if he's like, oh, yeah, I know, right? Those two. And I'll be like, you know what they were fucking saying about you, buddy? It's just like, I know this guy's life. Let me tell you something. If you're out there and you're a grandparent, then just do the world a favor and just butt the fuck out, all right? Look, as a grandparent... To a child. You do have a place. You know? And sometimes you do have to step in. Let's say your son is doing heroin. And he's like, hey, do you know who else should try heroin? My baby boy. And you're looking at your grandson going, you know, I really don't think you should do heroin. Step in. Say something. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm going to have, you know, if Sam has kids, you know, and, and his wife, Bianca. You know, she gets back from her supermodel shoot, you know, in the Bahamas. And Bianca's like, I don't want to vaccinate my children. Then, you know, probably I'll be like, oh, Sammer, man, you think Bianca's uh, right about that one? You know, maybe we should do a little research. You know, there'll be times where you might have to say something, right? Well, one of those times is not when a caring attentive, committed father has taken his son to soccer practice and then the son desperately wants to go to the park and the father takes his son to play in a park. This is not the time to shit all over your son-in-law. And I can say son-in-law pretty confidently because the, the mother of Connor was there and she looked just like one of the oh, the two parents. And you know what I mean? What? Like, you know when you see those those women who look like they're retired realtors, you know, with the, the bleach blonde hair that's cut to the shoulders, and, and she got pearls on, even though it's the middle of the fucking summer, and it's 41 degrees, she's got pearls on, and she has a Starbucks in one hand, a big Starbucks coffee in one hand, and a bottle of water in the other, and she's holding them up by her face somehow as she walks. I guess so that her purse can dangle from the crook of her elbow, her fucking you know, whatever, Kate Spade purse or whatever, fucking. And she's just wafting through the park with her little goddamn rich old lady walk. And the dude, like, obviously is no better. There's this, there was this one picnic table next to uh, the, the soccer game. And, of course, all the parents, like, we're all bending down. We're picking up the kids. We're all, we all need to sit down once in a while. You know what I mean? Especially me. I got the osteoporosis. My back is fucking killing me. And I look over at the picnic table, and old man asshole has spread out. He sat in the middle of the bench and put his two arms, like, extended as far as he could. Like, just leaning back. It's like, yeah, nobody else could even conceive of sitting down here, you old fucking idiot. You know? God damn it. And, like, who, what do you think? What do you think is a more 
toxic scenario. Having a father who takes his son from a soccer game over to a park because that's what his son desperately wants to do. And he, he instead, he plays at the park. Maybe, maybe you were sending a message of, like, if you throw a tantrum, you get what you want. Maybe. I don't know exactly the circumstance, why he took him over to the park or when he did it or what was the reason. But let's just say, let's say you didn't totally agree with that. You're like, listen, the kid's got to learn grit. He's got to learn that sometimes you got to sit there and play a soccer game even if you don't want to, even though the kid's not even two. Maybe you do think there is some military precision that benefits people in life. I don't know. And maybe, maybe there is science to back that up. Possible. But what do you think is worse? That, him taking a 20-month-old kid away from a soccer game, or having that 20-month-old kid see on a daily basis his grandparents bitching out their fucking son-in-law, having that awful relationship permeating through that kid's lifetime. What do you think is going to affect the kid more negatively? I ask you. You dumb fucking old lady. God damn it. You know? Anyway, didn't I start this podcast by saying I'm more tolerant? Of, but I am. I'm more tolerant of of uh, things that you should be tolerant of. But I am less, I have less patience for bullshit. You know, that definitely happens as you get older. Less patience for the bullshit. You know? But I had a lovely Father's Day. I'll say this. I got a mug. It says uh, world greatest, world's greatest dad. So, uh, you know, sorry, everybody else. I'm the world's greatest dad. Very nice little mug. And uh, it's a professional mug, but it's, it's shaped weird, you know, like a kid made it. Very cute. And my son also made, oh, I got some interference going on here. If you can hear that, I apologize. And, um... My son, he made me a card. Well, my wife made it, but she stomped his footprint. And uh, it looks mostly like his footprint. <laughs> he wasn't very cooperative, apparently, during the card making. And it, uh, But his foot is shaped like a rocket ship. And it says, you know, love you. Uh, we love you to the moon and back, I believe. And um, very sweet. And apparently my wife has ordered me something. She said it's coming in the mail. And I told her, you do not have to get me gifts for Father's Day. And I've been adamant about that. I've been saying it all week. You don't have to make a big deal of Father's Day. Uh, you don't have to get me any gifts. It's, it's fine. Fathers don't expect gifts. But she wants to do it. And she's not wrong in assuming I love presents. Because I do. I have accepted that about myself. I'm 40 years old. And I never get tired of getting stuff. Just love presents. Christmas makes me excited. I love getting shit. Especially if it's good shit. My wife, she always gets me good shit. I mean, you know, I'm I'm constantly blabbing on about stuff that I want. So she does have a fair amount of items to pick from. Because I am always in need of something. In my humble opinion. But a lovely Father's Day. We left the the soccer match. And then we went to watch the real soccer game. The World Cup. 
uh, friends of ours who live in our building, they have their daughter, Isabel, also at the um, Little Kickers, it's called. And uh, we um, came back to our apartment. We had some crepes. My wife made some crepes. Delicious. Bit of Nutella on there. Some fruit. Holy shit. And, a, and whipped cream. You got to have whipped cream. I ate three. I got sick because of all the sugar. And um, I, I'd have it no other way. I like eating crepes until I'm on the verge of vomiting. Then I can stop. Oh, man. I want crepes again now. Because that was like 10 hours ago. So we watched Germany lose. Eh? Germany lose to Mexico. I don't know a ton about soccer, but I do know that that wasn't supposed to happen. So uh, Martin, the um, the guy who came back to watch soccer with us, he's actually from Germany. So he was doing his best. You know, stiff upper lip, brave face. But you could tell he was destroyed. You know, now, they, now the World Cup's not over. That's just one of three uh, first-round games. I don't really know how it works, you know. I'm going to try to watch it this year. I, I liked the Germans last time, man. They uh, they were an offensive juggernaut. Love the offense. I can watch soccer if they score a lot of goals and they don't flop around on the field. I know those are two things that don't happen very often, but that's what I need. I can't stand the... Who was the guy on fucking uh, Brazil or, or Colombia? I can't remember. Years ago. Ronaldinho? Is that his name? That must be Brazil. And uh, he got the ball, hit him in the shin, and he dove to the ground, grabbing the top of his head and rolling around. And then another time during that same tournament, um, he was being carried off on a stretcher, and then he jumped up and started doing like a little dance, and he said that it's a miracle God has healed him, and he joined the play again. It's like, oh, for go fuck yourself, you know? And so I'm saying this to Martin, and I know he doesn't want to hear it because it's cliche. You talk to a North American, that's the first thing they're going to say about a soccer guy. They're going to be like, oh, the, the flopping around, I can't stand it. But I was trying to tell Martin, I know that it's trite. I know it's something that North Americans always say about your sport. But I got to tell you, it's such a big deal to us. We, we grow up watching North American sports, especially here in Canada. Hockey? Holy Christ. Like, you, they, the shit. Like, if hockey players roll around the ice anytime something happened to them, no, there'd be no game. It would just, they, they'd drop the puck on the faceoff, and then all ten players would just roll around on the ice, bawling. Because hockey's rough. People... No exaggeration. If you don't watch hockey, people lose teeth and don't leave the ice. They'll get their teeth knocked out and they'll finish the shift. Then they'll then they'll sit on the bench and they'll 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 put like gauze in their mouth and then they'll have emergency dental surgery after the game. They'll play the rest of the game. Yeah, regular season game. Preseason game. They'll keep playing. Bobby Bond, who scored, I think, uh, to win the Cup for the Maple Leafs in overtime. I certainly, yeah, it was an overtime goal. He scored it on a broken leg. It was broken. He knew it was broken. And he went out and played anyway and scored. 
So anyway, my point is, it's not that hockey players are necessarily intuitively, uh, not intuitively, but they're not nat- uh, naturally tougher than soccer players. It's like Martin was saying to me, the problem is, is that if they don't do these shows, they often don't get a call. And I'm like, yeah, that is definitely a culture problem right there. You know, your referees, the association, everyone has to get together. Like in hockey, if there's an embellishment call, if you uh, get tripped, but then you flail your arms on the ice, both guys go to the box, the tripper and the embellisher. It's called embellishment, and it is worn like a fucking scarlet letter. Like the, the hockey people on your team hate your guts. It is just... It's not cool, man. Like this year in the playoff, Nick Nick Backstrom, uh, who was a player for the Washington Capitals, who when they won the Stanley Cup, deservedly so, played a great fucking playoff. Plus, they knocked out my Pittsburgh Penguins. So if Pittsburgh is going to lose to anyone, at least it was to the Cup winner. Am I right? And it was nice to see Ovechkin, uh, you know, love him or hate him. I mean, the guy's one of the great goal scorers in history. Arguably the best if you take the modern era into account. Arguably the best goal scorer in history. And people are always like, oh, he can't win the big one, blah, blah, blah. And yet, fucking, you know, I hate that. People saying that type of shit. The media, I can't win the big ones. And what have you done, buddy? Writing this blog? What the fuck have you done? Have you made the NHL? Were you on the ice at 5 a.m. as a 10-year-old doing fucking backwards skating drills? Did you leave your friends and family by when you were 14 years old to go play in some Canadian Junior Hockey League Association? You flew away, you got on a plane for the first time in your life from Moscow to go live with strangers in Canada and then slave away every single day? And then when you were finished playing eight hours of hockey, hit the gym? And then did you play for 10 fucking years in the NHL, be one of the greatest goal scorers of all time? To have... Some blog poster write, oh, he just he just can't get it done when the pressure's on. You fucking idiot. Anyway, all I'm saying, guys, don't be an armchair quarterback. You know? Lovely Father's Day. So uh that that's what that's what soccer needs. It needs for the league to get together, you know, the FIFA, whoever runs it, that goddamn corrupt FIFA, you get together with the referees, soccer at every level, and you're like, okay. Guys, let's try our best to get all the calls right. we got to get the calls right. That's number one. Number two, let's start calling embellishment. So the guy does an illegal play, takes a guy down by putting his hand on his shoulder. I saw that today, so I know that's an illegal one. You know, you shove him to the ground by putting your hand on his shoulder. That's a no-no. Give that guy a yellow card or whatever the fuck it is. But then, or a free kick, I don't know anything about soccer. And... But the guy, if when he goes down, he flops around, and then the trainer has to come out and spray that misty water, that fucking magical misty water on his leg. Then that guy gets a fucking yellow card too. All right? Or it cancels out the free kick or whatever. Tit for tat. I think that would really improve the game. That's just my two cents. You can submit it to FIFA on my behalf if you'd like. Just give me credit. That's all. And while it was a lovely Father's Day, I will say that hopefully my boy 
he's going through a thing right now. Because if he's if he's if this is his true personality, what he's been doing the last two days, then I'm in trouble. Because uh, it's a whine, an eh, and it is the word infuriating is 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 way too uh, bland of a word. It, it, it I can't describe it. It's like it cuts right through you. It's just it bores into the back of your head. Eh. He just he gets so frustrated, and it's only been happening the last couple of days. And he's drooling like a maniac. So I think that his last teeth are coming in, and uh, and it, it's upsetting him. It's been very hot. You know, I think he's been getting a little overheated, a little dehydrated. His father is susceptible to dehydration. So um, that's actually true. Comes along with whatever the hell is wrong with me. I uh, I have to drink way more than most people. Otherwise, I'll get all you know, foggy and, and, uh, tired and fatigued. And maybe my boy has a little bit of that. So this is, this is, I'm trying to look on, I'm trying to look on the bright side like that. It's a thing that's going to pass and not that that's who he is now because it's too late. We don't have him in daycare. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, Martin was telling me his kid, Isabel is going through a similar thing. You know, she she does that same whine, and uh, he says when she's bored, and uh, but she goes to daycare, you know. So clearly, this is what could be happening. You know, if he's not going through a, a minor discomfort phase, then that's it. Apparently, I was entertaining enough to get him to 22 months, but after that, he becomes evolved enough to realize that I'm. Uh, fucking boring you know i cannot entertain a 22 month old child he's sick of me so he's just like ah, i'm sick of you do something entertain me and so that's one of the reasons you know that i was kind of glad that he he got he started to take to this blippy this youtube character blippy who has the educational things about children but my wife brought up the point. She said, maybe it's just he's being overstimulated by the TV. Getting like instant gratification, you know, by saying, I want to see Blippi in the garbage trucks. And we turn on Blippi in the garbage trucks. Boom, it's right there. And it's got colors and music and lights and fucking shit. So maybe that's contributing. And I said, maybe. So it's a shame. We're going to have to cut back on the TV. He wasn't watching a lot, but... Maybe just a little bit is too much. So we're going to cut back on this TV to see if it helps out a little bit. You know? It's just... Just... That's something else I've learned, guys. As my life has gone on, is that... Uh, herd mentality, man. The herd. They're right. The herd is always right. I know it sounds terrible to say, because I've always been... I've always gone against the grain. You know what I mean? I've always, if everyone's going one way, I, I go another way. And let me tell you something, that's fantastic when you're in your 20s. But as you get older, going the other way, man, oh, man. It's like, you know, it's the old salmon swimming upstream. That's fucking hard. You know, you go do a, you become a comedian. So, it, like, every moment of your life has to be hustle. And if it's not hustle, you just, you don't get any money. No benefits. Can't go to the dentist. 
can't go anywhere. Well, you can go to the doctor if you're in Canada, but you can't can't do anything. Can't get a house, can't get a car. You know? And then if you do have a job, then you should get the house and the car as early as you can, like everybody else, even though you're in a big fucking real estate bubble. Apparently, it just keeps going. And now we're priced out of the market in Toronto. And also, now there's bidding wars in, in Ottawa, in Ottawa, Canada, where, where my the rest of my family lives. And um, they've encouraged me to move over there. But And we were thinking about it briefly. Now we can't even buy a house over there. You know, if we just listen to the herd, just as soon as you're married, you know, you just go buy a house and sell down. You know, you, the house would be tripled in value. You know, and then you have a kid. And even though I have the ability to stay home and take care of the child, the one silver lining in the idea of swimming against the stream, that even though, sure, I have to go out and hustle in the nighttime just to try to make ends meet, at least I have my days free and I don't have to send the kid to daycare, spend money on the daycare, and also I can, you know, I can raise him myself, home, where he gets that one-on-one. The only thing that creates empathy, they say, in children is that one-on-one connection, especially with a caregiver. So, you know, you think you're winning the race. But then the kid starts going, eh, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I did it all wrong. Everything was great when he was a happy child. But now for two days, he's been angry, throwing shit. And you think to yourself, if I had put him in daycare like everybody else did, you know, maybe he'd be getting more stimulated. This is my worry right now on Father's Day. I got a fucking mug. All right. It says world's greatest dad. Is that mug bullshit? This is my worry right now. I mean, on the podcast on Thursday, I'll tell you if he's getting any better. You know? So I don't know. If if this keeps up, it's going to be trouble. Right? And then, and he's not potty trained. And some of the the daycares, if you, if you enter them late, you know, like two and a half years old, then they, uh, they're like, well, if he's not potty trained, he can't come in. So... It's not like we can just put them in daycare tomorrow. You know, some of them have restrictions. And then he's going to be so upset to go. I don't want to do that to him. But that's the thing. He's like, you know, maybe maybe the old lady is right. Maybe if the dad hadn't taken him to the park, he would have grown up to be a productive member of society. But instead, if you give in, if you're always worried about making your child upset for a brief period of time, maybe then you you, you raise a kid who just goes, ah, I don't know. No, I can't be. That old fucking bat, she can't be right. She's stupid, and I hate her. I'm not letting her win. Just because Sam is not in daycare, and right now he's going through a thing, I'm going to fix it. All right? No more TV. No more blippy. And uh, I'll try to entertain them. We're going to go on a reconnaissance mission tomorrow. We're going to go to Toys R Us. See? Everything can be solved with presents, guys. We're going to go to Toys 
Really, Mark, your child is actually spoiled, so you're going to buy him some gifts? Does that, does that sound like a good idea? Yes, it does. I'll tell you why. Because I think he's got little boy toys, and now he's a toddler, and uh, these toys are just not cutting it. And he wants me to play with him, because yeah, I'm fucking awesome, right? I'm a great time. So he wants me to play with him. So what I think we need to do is go get something that we can do together. And I'm thinking Legos. I don't know if he has the dexterity for Legos yet, but there's probably some children's type Legos. So I'll, I'll go to Toys R Us. We'll look around for something that can maybe stimulate him, keep him busy, keep him entertained, something I can play with him. Because, you know, as soon as we enter the apartment, he's just like, ah, fuck these toys. Turn on the TV, man. And I'm like, no, we can't turn on the TV. And he's like, eh? please stop with that but I don't know maybe this is what makes me the world's greatest dad guys the fact that I'm always trying to make it better I'm not I'm not I'm not content with the status quo you know sure he seems like he's doing pretty well but I, I sense I sense that there is you know there's trouble with the force so now I've got I've, I've to get out in front of it. And you can't wait till it gets out of hand. He's not a tantrum-throwing child. He is a sweet-tempered boy, and we have a great time. And it makes it seem like me taking care of him today is a great idea. And now I'm worried. But I'm not going to let that old lady at soccer win. We're going to go to Toys R Us tomorrow. We're going to have to take the subway because it's 41 degrees. Yeah, you know what? I'll take the fucking car. They have a they have a parking space there. We got this fancy new car that I never use. Might as well use it. That's what we're gonna do. That's my advice for you people out there. You know? So my my advice it's been very wishy washy. I this podcast. I said, first, um, that old lady's an idiot and do your own thing. Then I said, you know what? Don't swim against the stream. Just do what everybody else is doing. And now I've come full circle. <laughs> this, this podcast is just a, an exercise in futility. It's just an infinite loop. Coming right back to the beginning. Oh, hey. I'll tell you what you could get. This is one of the, the things I got for Father's Day, which was technically for the whole family. You know, so this is not fully my gift. And I want my wife to know that but we got a yonana it's a it's an ice cream maker but it's not ice cream it's it's just it's pure fruit so it's called yonana because you need a banana the, you need the banana texture to make the uh, ice cream so you stick a banana in then you stick other fruit in and then you end with a banana start with a banana end with a banana it's on amazon.com or .ca it's 50 bucks Canadian like you know like when my wife told me about it she said there's a thing you can stick in fruit and it comes out like a like a sorbet but more of a texture of ice cream like a soft serve fruit ice cream like and i was like what that sounds amazing i was like buy it and i didn't even know how much it was i was like buy it and i figured it'd be like a vitamix or something it'd be like 300 bucks and uh, she was like that's 50 dollars though i was like 50 dollars buy two 50 bucks so she did it today and it's amazing you just you stick a banana in, and then you stick some, say, pineapple. That's what we had for, for uh, dessert. And then you stick the other banana in, and it, it goes through this machine, 
and it comes out cold and ice cream-like. And it's not even a lot of calories, even though it's fruit, because it's really, it's only one full banana and one cup of pineapple, and that was split between the three of us. And it was plenty. Guys, get on the Yonana. Man, I'm into this now. It's just like, even if we weren't being vegan and vegetarian, like I've been just looking at the kid, he's a little bit shorter than uh, your average kid. And like I say, I, world's greatest dad, you got to get out in front of it. I've been thinking to myself, you know, what can we do? Like, let's say there were all options around the table, all meat, everything. How do you get a balanced diet this day and age? It is fucking difficult because there's so many additives and preservatives and sugar and so many documentaries coming out saying this thing will kill you and give you cancer. This thing will kill you and give you cancer. Oh, this one, don't worry about that. It'll only give you autism. Bunch of shit. You don't know what to be. Oh, you're going to eat that fish. Really? Really? Are you immune to mercury? Because you're going to die of mercury poisoning if you eat that fish. You know? We did that the other day. Because we're trying to go Presbyterian. Whatever the fish one is. We, My wife, she gets haddock. And then she reads, breastfeeding women can't have haddock more than once a month. She's breastfeeding still. So it is tough, man. It's not just the idea. And then like the gluten... Oh, my God, I totally forgot what <laughs> here I am at the end of the podcast. And I'm not going to I'm not going to start this topic. I'm going to do this one on Thursday because this one has to be done right. All right. It has something to do with the naturopath and it has something to do with a bag of your own feces. OK, that's the teaser. Who doesn't want to listen to that for a half an hour? Am I right? It's just the health, you know, it's concerning me. I want to try to get it done right for myself, for the boy. You know, so we're, we're going through the Oshi Go Glows cookbook. If you don't have that cookbook, I don't care if you're vegan or vegetarian or not. The Oshi Glows cookbook is fantastic. It's by this Canadian lady. And uh, just just get it on Amazon. Cook the stuff in it. It's healthy. It tastes amazing. So we're going to make her, like, snacks and cookies and bites. It's just, you know, I just... As I'm older, no matter what I eat, everything gets worse. So I, I got to get a handle on it. Got to try to eat healthy. Get the Yonanas. You know, get the Oshi Glow's nice snack bites. Going to go see a naturopath. Oh, my God, guys. I can't wait to tell you about this on Thursday. Maybe I'll just record the Thursday podcast right now. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm dying to go upstairs and have a beer. You know, one of those healthy, organic beers. Now, I'm, I'm a myriad of contradictions, guys. And I won't apologize for it because it's Father's Day. It's my day. Okay? Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you again on Thursday. I said shut up. Good night.